conditioner. <laughs> We're not editing that out. Hi, everybody. Hi, it's it's, it's true neutral. Another true neutral. And uh, today it's, it's cryptid around the world. <laughs> yep, that. Uh, it's a uh, Mothman. It's the Mothman. Yeah. Uh, classically, the northeastern. Northeastern? Yes, Northeastern. Yeah, Northeastern. It's the Nor'easter Mothman. <laughs> I don't... I don't know if I heard that. I, no, it's because I just now said it. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Alright, then. Uh, <laughs> West Virginia, so... Just kind of <laughs> Eastern. Not even that North. It's, I, I love America. <laughs> In West Virginia. West Virginia, you know, the eastern state. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Not really northern, but definitely east. Yeah, West Virginia. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) North Carolina? No, that's down to the south. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) See, in the Point Pleasant area from November 15th, 1966 to December 15th, 1967. Are you aggravated yet? (laughs) No, I'm very funny. It's just late for us. Uh, It's fine. Continue. 66 to 67. Yes, West Virginia. It's actually in the east. Got it. (laughs) The first newspaper was... uh, the first report was published in 9, November 16th, 1966, titled, Couple Sees Man-Sized Bird Creature <laughs> Something. Something. That's a great headline. Yeah, though there's ellipses in everything. Uh, uh, Bird, ellipses, creature, creature ellipses, something. something. That, that's amazing. That's, that's in quotes. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> Best headline of all time. Uh, it's Superman. <laughs> Uh, the Mothman was introduced to a wider audience by Gray Barker, is what it says on Wikipedia here. Okay. Um, and it was popularized by John Keel in his 1975 book, The Mothman Prophecies. Yes, Which yes, was turned obviously. into a film. Yep. Starring yep. Richard Gere. Yep. Uh, Clearly, but we're not here today to talk about stories or movies or things. We're here to talk about The Mothman. Alright, but does anybody remember that Richard Gere rumor? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say you're niggling <laughs> some weird memory in the back of my. Oh, yep, there it is. Yep. I imagine that's somewhat what the dribble felt like. <laughs> Anybody out there ever listen to the song "Fact" by Eminem? <laughs> oh, fantastic. Um... The two young couples from Point Pleasant in uh, 1966, Roger and Linda Scarberry, and Steve and Mary Mallet. Yes. Dudley, they saw a large gray creature whose eyes glowing red, in quotes. Perfect. When the car's headlights picked it up. Beautiful. Large flying man with ten foot wings. Ten foot wings? That's That's a. I mean, I mean, that's a relatively large wingspan. That that might be able to lift a person if they had hollow bones or whatever. <laughs> however, however it is, birds fly. Birds have hollow bones. I don't even have the person at hollow bones. That's how you structure that sentence. 
Well, because isn't that part of how birds fly is that they have hollow bones or whatever that makes them light enough for the their muscles to be able to... I, I really don't know about ornithological biology, if I'm being honest. I know very little, but I don't know. I'll look, I'll look it up at some point. I'll get back to you. I heard they aren't real. Birds? Yeah. No, I think it's just pigeons that aren't real in that conspiracy. Ah. Because they're in every city, but they don't really contribute to anything... Well, that's the latest thing I heard, so I believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Carry on! Um, (laughs) That's a story for another day, sir. (laughs) The TNT area, outside of a town known as the TNT area, on the side of a former World War II munitions plant. That's, okay. That's the area they were driving when they first saw it. <laughs> the, yeah, World War II munitions plant. I think they might have made TNT there. <laughs> that's a possibility. It's the <laughs> TNT area, or so they say. Dynamite. Dynamite. Uh, two volunteer firemen saw it and said it was a large bird with red eyes. Mason County Sheriff George Johnson. Um, George Johnson. Uh, Good old American. Said it was a heron, and he called it a shit poke. A shite poke, excuse me. A heron? Yeah, and he referred to the bird as a shite poke. I'm pretty sure that people can I... distinguish a a heron from a, a human with ten-foot wings. They look very different. Uh... Herons don't have red eyes, either. Uh, no. Some of them do have, like, little red splotches around their eyes that mm. are like colored red but they they aren't tall enough or human looking enough to be you know mistaken for a human well I, I if you're a stone teenager in the 60s in the dark uh i no contractor newell paid uh, you guys couldn't see that but i gave him a very incredulous look right then <laughs> Newell Partridge told Johnson that when he <laughs> aimed a flashlight at the creature in a nearby field, its eyes glowed like bicycle reflectors. Yeah, see? No. Birds don't do that, I don't think. Bird, bird eyes don't do that. <laughs> bird eyes don't do that. That's a, that's a thing like cat eyes do, or dog eyes and stuff, you know? Bird eyes don't do that. I've never seen a bird eye do that in the dark. The, the, how many flashlights are you shining on birds' faces? I've been through the forest a lot in the dark. I've seen lots of birds. I mean, yeah, all right. But... I lived in the fucking mountains when I was a kid, like... But those are all smaller birds. What if you saw a bird with big eyes? Tell me, do you think it would affect it differently? Not particularly. No. Hmm. Because even small eyes shine. If their eyes are going to shine, the eyes are going to shine. You think just because cat, some cats shine are smaller than... Crazy Diamond? You just think... Well... My point is that, like, an opossum's eyes will shine in the dark. They're tinier than a cat's eyes or a dog's eyes or a wolf's eyes or whatever. But a bird's eyes, I've never seen shine in the dark. I ain't never seen all the birds. I'm not saying I've seen all the birds. (laughs) I'm just saying. 
I'm pretty sure we... I don't know if we have whatever the greater northern heron or whatever it is. I'm not sure if we have that in our area, but I know that we have large, like, herons and cranes in our area. Uh, yeah. Uh, wildlife biologist Robert L. Smith at West Virginia University, uh, said it fit a sandhill crane. Sandhill crane. Damn. A large American crane, almost as tall as a man, with a seven-foot wingspan featuring circles of reddish coloring around the eyes. I used to do a little bit of bird watching when I was a kid. I was testing my knowledge to see if I got that right. That's, I was wrong. <laughs> that's an interesting fact I did not know. Um, it, the crane may have wandered out of its migration route and was unrecognized because it wasn't native. Cranes don't look like people. <laughs> <laughs> That's my response to that. Cranes don't look like people. Let's let's. Uh, cranes are not as tall as people, and cranes don't have ten foot wingspans. Uh, well, it said seven foot, and you said ten foot. But the crane has a seven foot wingspan. Okay. And if you saw that scared and in the dark, you might mistake that. I'm just trying to find anything where it's like standing like with its wings out to back up these people's story because all of these pictures <laughs> look like birds. Like very much like birds. Yeah, they're just birds, man. Okay. Even if it's standing up with its wings out, that looks like a bird. Yeah, yeah. Yep, it just looks like a bird. I so don't you're know. telling me even a bunch of stone teenagers in the dark are gonna look at that and think that's a that's a person? Nope, actually no. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm not sure what to make of that. Because uh, <laughs> I was a stupid stone teenager once, and if I saw that in the dark, I would be like, "That's a big fucking bird." <laughs> that's fair. Um, this this uh. This article, or this Wikipedia bubble line, or, uh, attributes the Batman TV series being popular at the time to the Mothman getting its name. <laughs> okay. Like sure. Uh, although the villain Killer Moth wasn't in the show, uh, the comic book influence of both him and Batman is believed by some to, um, uh, brought about the name Mothman. Sure, why not? <laughs> I mean... I've also seen a couple of, like, interviews with people that claim to have seen Mothman, and they they actually say that his wings have, like, feathers. He has, like, bird wings. So Mothman is actually a bit of a misnomer. Right. Yeah, well, that's fair. That just... It's, that's a scary thing with wings as opposed to a pretty bird, I guess, is the idea. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, uh, yeah, I like, can you imagine if he had moth wings... Like, that yes. would be way cooler. Yes, that'd be much cooler. Be way cooler. Like the mighty monarch! <laughs> <This is> gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Feel the sting of the monarch! <laughs> Fucking love that. <laughs> um, following the December 15th, 1967 collapse of the Silver Bridge and death of 46 people, the incident oh, damn. gave rise... <laughs> The incident gave rise to the legend and connected the Mothman sightings to the bridge collapse. It was the Mothman the whole time. No, uh, um, so the way I've heard it said multiple times is that the Mothman is just an omen. Oh, like the Grim? Yes. 
Do you not know what? I the don't grim know what the grim is. <laughs> I was just agreeing. The grim is a large black dog in. I want to say maybe Scottish or Welsh folklore or okay. something like that. Um, I don't remember exactly, but he's a large black dog that um, if you see him, it just pretty much uh, foretells your death. Like you're gonna die sometime soon if you see the Grim. Ah. So, so seeing Mothman is along a similar vein. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm slightly distracted. Yes. I even tried to ask just a regular yes or no question. <laughs> I'm just so really backfired. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Took it, Gary. Yes. I vamped for so long. <laughs> That's accurate, though. Yes, like that. <laughs> and they attributed the Mothman uh, to to being a, a an omen of that. Okay, good. <laughs> Derek's just dying now. Ugh. <sighs> <laughs> Carry on, carry on. I got this. <laughs> All right. So, um, according to Georgian newspaper, z- mm-hmm. <laughs> God damn it! Zvabadnaya Guzaya. I think- oh, oh, that's a name. Hang on. What? Where is that? Where is that? Uh. Uh, the news. Zvobodnaya. Zvobodnaya Gruzaya. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. It's a Russian. It's a Russian thing. I'm sure we both pronounced that terribly wrong. We we do have a couple of downloads from Russia, so if you guys listen to that, uh, uh, if you could send that in phonetically, I'd love to let. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Actually, right. yeah, that'd be super uh, cool. Just on the Wikipedia page for Mothman. So, uh, Russian UFOlogists claim that Mothman sightings in Moscow foreshadowed the 1999 Russian apartment bombings. Okay. Mothman has jumped ship from America. <laughs> he was like, screw West Virginia. We're going to Russia. Oh, shit. They're bombing apartments here. There's, well, that might be my bad. <laughs> I have also heard claims. Uh, it's not here, but I have heard claims on a couple of different other places that I've listened to this that, uh, um, he was cited before the Chernobyl disaster as well. Interesting. Maybe there's just multiple Mothmen. I, I think the idea is that it's the one Mothman and he flies to places where disaster is going to happen. Oh, so he's kind of a Mothra. Y- yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but more of a benevolent Mothra that's just like, hey... Shit's going down. Mothra was benevolent. Mothra was one of Godzilla's only friends. Well, yeah, but Godzilla Mothra saved Godzilla. Not our friend. Well, by extension, our friend. Godzilla ended up saving people multiple times over. I don't know. Intentionally or not. I, I know very little about Godzilla. I mean, they, Godzilla movies usually start out, Godzilla shows up, thing starts destroying the city, everyone's freaking out. Another kaiju shows up, Godzilla's like, oh, that's what I woke up for. Goes and fights that kaiju, saves the people from 
the bad kaiju that was going to be destroying the city, even though Godzilla was already destroying the city. Godzilla goes back to sleep. Except for Mothra. Mothra, he, like, in the original one, he, like, fights Mothra, and then, like, Mothra ends up, like, healing him and showing him that they can be friends or something like that. I haven't watched that shit since I was, like, ten. So, (laughs) yeah, I just, I I saw the Matthew Broderick Godzilla in theaters when I was too young to see it in theaters, and I screamed and was scared, and we had to leave. Oh. Was that Godzilla 2000? Yes. The one where there's all the little baby Godzillas? Yeah. That movie's fucking stupid. Yeah, well, I just didn't... I just was not exposed to anything scary when I was a kid, like, at all. Interesting. And so, when I I, uh, saw that, I just freaked out. I remember watching that same movie when it came out, and I looked at my mom, and I'm like, this movie sucks. Why does Godzilla have babies? Godzilla's not supposed to have babies. (laughs) (laughs) Godzilla's, like... Known to be a girl, right? Like, is known to be a girl Godzilla? Like, that's maybe, but there's only ever the one. Well, yeah, that's that's why it's sad. It's Godzilla. It's like eternal. <laughs> that's why it sleeps and hibernates until the next kaiju shows up for it to fight. It does. It it like lives like forever. Is like the planet's protector or whatever. You don't have to worry about that. That's why Godzilla 2000 was dumb, because they were like, oh, Godzilla needs to reproduce. It's not a fucking T-Rex. They're not dinosaurs. It's a big fucking monster. Just leave it be. You don't have to do that. Sorry, carry on with Mothman. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need a rant about Godzilla. That was fun. I was like, I I didn't know most of that. We can do a different story for this. (laughs) It could be a different episode about Godzilla. I don't... It was a Mothra tangent. (laughs) In the Mothman episode, that's that's uh yeah, that's a tangent for you. Yeah, um, a number of hoaxes followed the publicity generated by the original reports. Oh, definitely. Um, uh, construction workers who tied flashlights to helium balloons. That I, sounds I'm, extremely ineffective. I'm trying to figure out how that worked for any. They see it. F- flying up in the sky and the maybe the flashlights are the lights are close enough together that it looks like eyes and they're like it's dark so they wouldn't see the rest of mothman or whatever they just looks like his eyes flying by in the night but it would be floating by really slowly so i guess that wouldn't really yeah yeah i don't know yeah it's it's just that's a weird weird way to do that um and then i tried guys sorry (laughs) the glowing eyes uh were uh, suggested to be just the red eye effect that we talked about at length. Yeah. Um, then uh, Benjamin Radford, I'm not sure who that is, so there's, there's a link for him, but I'm not going to click it, uh, points out that the only report of glowing red eyes was secondhand, that of Shirley Henson quoting Hensley, quoting her father. And uh, that seems untrue to me just because of the various reports. Yeah. Like, there's various quotes of different people saying red eyes. Yeah. And so I don't, I just don't know if that's true at all. Uh. Yeah. I'm not seeing a lot of things that are like, like, aside from any actual scientific evidence that he does exist, I'm not seeing a reason that he doesn't. 
<laughs> Some claim that Mothman was an alien. That's a, a fair a, claim at this point. A supernatural manifestation. Or a previously unknown species of animal. What do you think? Uh, Both listeners and you personally. So... Th- th- it's hard for me to, to discredit any of it because there's definitely things that I've seen and things that I know, like, have heard stories of from my friends and whatnot that, like, I have no explanation for, and so I can't really discredit things. I tend to believe in things like like Bigfoot and Mothman. I don't see a reason why not. <laughs> like, no, and, like, generally, like, that's that's exactly, like like, why couldn't there be, like... Um, I don't have any reason to not believe it based on all the stories that you've just given me, based on all the evidence that you have shown me, and how there is not really evidence to there not being the case. I mean, obviously, I don't think he's, like, some weird portent of doom. Like, that would be silly. (laughs) What do you... I am so confused as to your logic here. As a creature, well, like, how the first story was just, like, nothing bad happened to those kids, those stone teenagers in the car that saw him on the side of the road. Mm. He wasn't some weird portent of doom for those kids in the, like, the original story or whatever, you know what I mean? It was just something they saw as they were going down the road. And that's how I tend to think a lot of these things are. Maybe there are things like that in these areas that have these disasters happen. Cat... Because, like, they're more predisposed to be in these areas. Once again, uh, maybe there's more than one Mothman. Maybe there is, like, more than one area that they could have grown up or been in and been predisposed to just happen to have been in these areas before events occurred. Events, bad things occur all the time. Um, like, in all around the world. And yeah. the Mothman's not there for all of them. You know, maybe he like, is, and some people just don't see him. <laughs> this, but that no, he's there if you just believe, Derek. <laughs> yeah, it's not Santa Claus, Keenan. <laughs> I mean, but Santa Claus is a cryptid in and of itself that we can talk about another day. <laughs> Honestly, <yeah. laughs> I'm down for that. However, I I I do tend to think that there 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 has to be things that we don't have an explanation for. The things that are we could maybe have an explanation for that are explainable, but we just haven't discovered or haven't found a way for our brains to explain them yet. Like, because we ourselves as a race are still evolving. Maybe we just can't understand everything that's happening. Fourth dimensional beings are a true thing as well. Just because we can or cannot comprehend that as a race or as a as as a as a whole does not make that untrue. We know that things exist on a on a plane of multiple dimensions, and just because we can't see into the next one, just like the second dimension can't see into the third dimension, doesn't mean that those things don't happen. That doesn't mean that they're not real. So why can't things that about our own world, like these cryptids, why can't that be real as well? We just haven't discovered or or made it uh, found found uh, evidence like uh, empirical evidence of it yet. That's that's a fun and optimistic take, and I'm gonna go with it. Look at this Mothman statue. 
Yeah, yeah, I know. I just saw um, a video the other day where I saw some interviews and I saw that statue in one. It's that's in the the town where Mothman Point Pleasant. That's that's in like the yeah. Uh, Point Pleasant only has a population of about four thousand people for the listeners. Um, <clears throat> Forty thousand good old Midwestern Americans. Four thousand, I mean, four thousand good old Midwestern Americans. For whatever reason, one hell of an ass on this statue. <laughs> Mothman got cake. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why. It's just been something I've seen meme before, so I wanted to look it up specifically. And yeah, it's not just a meme. He's, he's got some cake. Yep. Don't know. They just didn't need to do that. They could have put the wings big enough to cover his ass. You know, it did uh, whatever. I like how in their depiction that he does have moth wings. Yeah. Whereas I've heard stories from people that live in that same town where he's they they said he had bird wings. He had feathers on his on his wings. Yeah. Uh, I mean, these kind of look, uh, yeah, uh, it's just, what is that face? Because that makes it look like that bird. The pattern of the eyes makes it look exactly like that Santo crane. I don't know, maybe. I think that might just be an artistic decision, though. Kind of like the super weird, veiny, tattered wings. Uh. They're really veiny. <laughs> veiny wings is not a thing I thought I would say today, but it's a phrase that does not come out of my mouth not once but twice. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that was the Mothman. Indeed, it was. Indeed, it was. Mothman. Uh, and now, it's Goatman. Cryptid around the world! Goatman. <laughs> Fighter of the Mothman. Fighter of the Mothman. <laughs> that's, that's not true at all. They don't, they don't do that. That would be a good... Champion of the sun. Sun, sun, Okay, sun, that's sun. enough. That's enough. That's enough. Master that's Rocker. enough! <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. Are you though? I am a little bit. About half of that was unintentional. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go on with the goat man. I actually don't. I've never heard of the goat okay, man so before. There's you brought the it goat up. man. According to this Wikipedia article, um, this this article here is about the Maryland creature. Um, if you're looking to talk about the Kentucky creature, see the Pope Lick monster. <laughs> if you're looking for the Texas no, one, look no. for the Lake Worth monster. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Pope Lick? Yes. Pope Lick monster. Three words. Pope Lick monster. Okay. Kentucky. <laughs> for like- Texas... See the Lake Worth monster, and for all other uses, see Goatman, uh, in parentheses, disambiguation. Disambiguation. So, according to urban legend for the Maryland creature, the Goatman is a creature resembling a goat-human hybrid, often credited with canine deaths and purported to take refuge in the woods of Prince George's County, Maryland, in the United States of America. Oof. 
The Goatman stories originated in the early 1970s in Prince George County, um, where there were some disappearances and or deaths of dogs, you know, a <laughs> little bit of... A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Dogs going away and dying. Or coming back, or just not coming back, and no one knows, no one found a body. Mm. Um, which were later attributed to the creature. Uh, however, given condition... Not much later. However, given condition of the remains, the deaths may more likely to have been results of the passing trains. <laughs> <laughs> So despite evidence that's, to the contrary, stories of the Goatman's really existence sad, continued but... to circulate, especially among local students. Graffiti reading, Goatman was here, was not uncommon. <laughs> good. Uh, graffiti's good. Yeah, graffiti's always fun. We don't condone misdemeanors in any way, shape, or form. Actually, it's also potentially a felony, depending on what you're graffitiing. So be careful out there, people! <laughs> we don't endorse it. But it's pretty cool. Um, according to some variations of the legend, Goatman is said to have once been a scientist who worked in the Beltsville Agricultural Research Center. In this version, an experiment on goats backfires and the scientist mutates into a half-goat, half-man creature this who begins aggressively book. attacking cars in the vicinity of Beltsville, Maryland. This is just a Batman villain now. Another right. variation of the legend holds that the goat man himself was an old hermit who lived in the woods and could often be seen walking alone at night. Huh. Um, I like that one better, actually. That one according, like a weird, sad story. according to University of Maryland folklorist Barry Pearson, the Goatman <laughs> legend began, quote, long, long, long ago, <laughs> and were further popularized in the 1971 when the death of a dog was blamed on Goatman by the local residents. Okay. Long, long, long ago. And literally, that's where the end of the the Maryland. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah. That's it? Um, you want to you wanna hear about the Pope Lick monster? I have a couple of actual stories from people and a, a couple of things from from our part of the world. So I've heard a lot of these stories already. Yeah, let's hear, um, let's hear Pope Lick monster just because I'm fascinated by that name. Okay, so the Pope Lick monster, more commonly or colloquially the goat man, <laughs> is a legendary part man, part goat, and part sheep uh, creature... Uh. Reported to live beneath a railroad trestle bridge over Pope Lick Creek in the Fisherville neighborhood of Louisville, now, Kentucky. Now, that makes it so much worse. It's just after named after a creek that's already... What is the Pope Lick Creek? <laughs> Pope Lick Creek, out of all of these things, is the only thing that doesn't have a hyperlink. <laughs> so, I can't Stop. tell you. <laughs> I can't tell you that. That's hell. What the fuck? <laughs> all these other things. Trestle Bridge... Fisherville, Louisville, Kentucky, sheep. I know legendary. What all of those things are. All of these things have hyperlinks. Popelick Creek, no hyperlink. So I'm sorry. How are you gonna name it after? <laughs> what is the creek named after? Uh, uh, what? It's named after Popelick, which is the home of the Popelick monster. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Alright. What the who the fuck saw the Pope Lake monster? Um near Pope Lake Creek. Numerous urban legends exist about its origins and its method it employs to claim victims. 
Mm. According to some accounts, the creature uses hypnosis or voice mimicry to lure trespassers. Tres- trespassers to the trestle. I tried to say trespassers and trestle at the same time. Trespassers. <laughs> <laughs> it lures them into oncoming trains, apparently. Oh my god, okay. why did you have me go in charge of this? Because <laughs> I'd never heard of the goddamn Goatman before. I'm glad you did, because what the fuck is a Pope lick? Other stories claim the monster jumps down from the trestle onto the roofs of cars passing beneath it. Yet another legend tells that it attacks victims with a bloodstained axe at the very sight of the creature that's so unsettling that those who see it while walking across the high trestle are driven to leap off. Ah. So it's just... It's, it's scary enough to kill yourself. Apparently. And not just run Other away. Other legends that it's a, hold that it's a hybrid. It was a circus freak who vowed revenge after being mistreated, apparently. Ah. Uh, one version said that it's a monster that escaped after a train derailed. Apparently, that, that's that's literally a whole sentence there. Apparently, it was a monster on a train? I don't know <laughs> the context of that story at all. <laughs> Shit. Um, uh, another version commonly told by the locals claims that the monster is really the twisted, reincarnated form of a farmer who sacrificed goats in exchange for satanic powers. Sick. That's metal as fuck. Yeah, that's a good one. I want to see that one. Devil went down to Georgia, or maybe in this case, Louisville, Kentucky. (laughs) Devil went to Kentucky. He was looking to make a deal. (laughs) He liked himself some goats. (laughs) (laughs) Stole those souls considered itself. See, um, <laughs> make a whole devil into Jamaica style parody up in here, a goat man. So apparently, there's a common misconception that the trestle that is the Popelick Creek trestle is abandoned and no longer used. When in reality, the bridge carries a major rail artery into Louisville. Wow, that's a really easy thing to fact check. <laughs> like super easy thing to find, right. like railroad records have existed since and it the says US it's a common misconception so <laughs> yeah I don't know heavy freight trains cross the bridge several times daily <laughs> so it's easy for someone to get caught atop it while oncoming train barrels down on them damn so so are you is this article implying that people are like no the fucking Goatman lives here. They don't use this anymore, and they go playing on it and then get ran over by trains. Is is that what I just read? I guess so. Okay. Okay, and that's aside from some media garbage where he got put in movies and stuff. And people die trying to cross the trestle. Yeah, it sounds like it was subject of a 1988 film by Louisville filmmaker Ron Shield Shieldneck. Um, what? Called The Legend of the Popelick Monster. The 16-minute $6,000 film premiered December 29th, 1988 in the Uptown Theater. 16-minute. Yep, most of the film was shot at the Popelick Trestle, but scenes showing the characters of On the Trestle were shot at another safer location. Ah, I mean, that's good, because it's an active railway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the railway officials were very upset about the film, as they thought it would encourage teenagers to visit the trestles. 
mean, probably. If any teenager saw the 16-minute film. They found one scene in particular dangerously misleading. In the scene, the main character, a high school student, narrowly escapes an on an approaching train by hanging off the side of the trestle. In reality, few people would have the strength to hang on for the five to seven minutes it takes for the train to clear the 772-foot trestle. Jesus Christ. In addition, the vibrations from the train are so strong that the ground beneath the trestle shakes as it passes. <laughs> I didn't think about any of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you'd be fucked. Yeah. And then it just talks in the media section about people that have died looking for it by being on the trestle and being stupid. <laughs> Congratulations. So, Darwin Awards all around. So I have heard variations on this story um, called the Goatman or the Hoofman, as he's also known over in our northwestern part of America. Um, over here, the Native American stories tell of the Hoofman, who is more of a... Uh, he has more of horse feet than of um, goat's feet. Okay. Um, usually he's depicted in more modern stories as being like fully clothed in like 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 pants or a long coat or like uh, usually a hood as well, so you can't like see his his head or his face. Okay. Um, and in all the stories um, that I've heard. Um, which are mostly personal anecdotes from either people that have claimed to have seen him or people that know a friend or a family member that has claimed to have seen him. Okay, second hand. Um, second hand or second hand, second hand? Yeah. Third hand? No, it would be second hand. Yeah, either second or third hand stories. I guess I don't know anyone that's personally seen the, the, the hoof man. Um, the, but Strike one! Yeah, I suppose. But once again, <laughs> I, I don't discount anything, ever. But he's most often been depicted as um, a hitchhiker that's been on the side of the road. Um, okay. Who, when you pass by him, you um, will just be driving along. And you'll like look in your, like, your rearview mirror or something at some point, And you will see that he is like running after the car. And he is able to keep up with the car at speeds of up to, like, 40, 45, 50 miles an hour. Damn. As he's just running along the side of the highway next to the car. Hell yeah. Um, That's badass. Usually, de- more of that. Yeah, depicted as, like, having, like, yeah, hooves of, like, either a goat or a horse. His eyes generally glow red as he's running at you. Okay. Um, but he tends to, like, hide his face beforehand. And like usually his hood or whatever the, the cloak it doesn't come off you just see the eyes like a under, Jawa yeah kind of like a Jawa yeah <laughs> red eyes from under the hood and and then yeah he's just running and he's able to keep up with the car at speed which is fairly terrifying yeah I like that um I so also far, don't yeah. know of any stories of him like like obviously the old stories of him killing dogs and things like that which also like hearing bipedal hooves on a road going like 50 miles an hour would be terrifying. That would be absolutely horrifying. Because it wouldn't be a... No, no, it would be... Oh, fuck! be like tap shoes running at you. Yeah, that's freaky. Freaky. pull out an electric guitar. Good double bass! Just start playing a metal riff. It'd be too high pitch for double bass. 
It wouldn't even be like a good snare roll. It'd be <laughs> like an out of tune snare roll. Depends on what kind of snare shoes roll. you have on your cloven hoof. I guess if it's a horse hoof, then you might have shoes on it. Then it's gonna be real metal. It's gonna sound like like you're just hitting like a triangle too fast or something. Ding 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 ding. Yeah, <laughs> no time for reverberation or anything. Just. It might be kind of good. <laughs> might be a good noise. Oh, I mean, for a sample. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's. I mean, that's like what I know of it. I, there's not a lot of information to find on it because apparently not a lot of people talk about the goat man or the hoof man. Well, maybe um, this can get thrown on to oh, the Wikipedia disambiguation area or we can get it on that <laughs> fandom wiki site and see if anybody else in the Pacific Northwest knows about goat man. Or the hoof man. Or the as hoof he man. May as well, he may well be known over here. The hoof man. And hoof man. I'd be I'd be interested to hear more more stories because hello I'm Robert Hoofman. Robert Hoofman. <laughs> he sounds like an attorney at law. <laughs> he does. <laughs> it sounds very professional. Hoofman. Robert Hoofman, attorney at law. Where's that name come from? The hooves on my feet. <laughs> now are we gonna talk business? <laughs> it also strikes me as very interesting how a lot of these things. Um, also have similarities to like a classical uh, biblical interpretation of uh, Satan or or a demon. Oh, like yeah. the the cloven hooved thing. The hooves are is also very much a thing. Uh, Mothman has like the wings and whatnot. Angels and demons always yeah, have wings. Often like, glowing red eyes. Yeah, often glowing red eyes. Like there's there's a lot of. Uh, a, Attributes that that are very similar to. Are you saying that Christian ideology, the way it has delved into the psyche of many youths in America, has affected the way we see the world? Well, it's not only America. Is that a thing? It's not only America what? though, because you can. Well, glowing red eyes is a is a thing that you can attribute to all things because if you see. With uh, any sort of light, an animal yeah. in the dark, it's going to have glowing red eyes. That's in, Once humans made fire, they realized animals have glowing red eyes. Animals killed them. Animals were demons. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> demons had glowing red eyes because they came at them at the night time when their eyes were glowing red. Because humans were at their weak point at night when they're sleeping. Animals are nocturnal. I'm still so curious about our fondness for cats. Well, traditionally, also, humans, before we developed the way society works now, we were not, we didn't follow a an eight-hour sleep schedule. It wasn't until, the, like, the industrial age, or, 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 like, the working age, where we developed this working day, eight-hour sleep cycle at night kind of routine. Uh, it was the yeah, it was to increase productivity because realistically people just sleep how they need to sleep. Yeah, well before then, yeah, it worked more on um, your body's natural um, rhythms and uh, the way that um, your what's it called the circadian rhythm of your body works. Right, and um, so there's a reason that people get you get drowsy about three o'clock in the afternoon, and about three o'clock in the morning 
And the reason for that is because when people were roaming around in tribes and being um, nomadic, um, being hunters and gatherers, the way that we were able to move consistently and not be caught up in any one area for too long was that we would take... Instead of sleeping for extended periods of time, we would instead take smaller naps throughout the day, and as as groups, we would settle down, and as your circadian rhythm, as it goes throughout the day, you naturally start to get tired midway through your day, part like, as you go, and just right about that time, which nowadays is, is, for us here in the Pacific Northwest, would be about three in the afternoon, roughly, at least that's when I get drowsy, um, is, like, they would take, like, a three or four hour nap at like three in the afternoon, then pack up, move on, take a three or four hour nap at three in the morning, pack up, move on, and you're able to just keep moving at that pace doing that. Yeah, that sounds sounds all right. Um, and that's that's naturally how the human body would prefer to work. And nowadays you have lots of these crazy weird sleep patterns where it's like, you know, like if you take a half hour nap once every three hours, then you take a two hour nap after your fourth nap, your thirty minute nap, then you're gonna have exactly. There's all sorts of weird, crazy sleep pattern things that you can try and do with your life to improve productivity and this and that and the other thing. Most of them are a bunch of fucking hocus pocus. Or you but... could just microdose. <laughs> you can't just say that. <laughs> We don't condone that. Don't listen to this man. <laughs> don't take his advice. He is not a professional. I didn't say on what? Caffeine. Caffeine. Microdose. It doesn't matter <laughs> what it you're saying it about. You are in no way a medical professional. You can't be giving out advice like that. Microdose your hugs. <laughs> That's not medical advice. I can't tell him. You can't say that. The rest of it I can call him out for. That one I can't say anything about. If you want a microdose hugs, that's all you. Don't do that. <laughs> See, free, now you're... <laughs> free love on hug. If you got somebody you like to hug, give them the biggest hugs always. Hugs are great. All right. Yeah. I think that's our cryptid round. Yeah, I don't know what time. weird tangents I decided to go on there, but you know, there's some conversation for Mothman. you. Mothman. Mothman. Goatman. Goatman. Circadian rhythms. Woo! True neutral. True neutral. Peace.